Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Journey to Develop Her podcast live. Again, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Journey to Develop Her podcast live. We have a special guest tonight. She's a realtor out of New Jersey, and we're going to be discussing short sales, how to get short sale assistance from a short sale specialist. We're also going to be discussing real estate investing, the New Jersey market. For those who are in Jersey, who are in looking to buy a house, maybe facing foreclosure, we're going to run everything down tonight with a New Jersey real estate agent who's been in the game much longer than I have, actually. She's been in real estate for over 10 years, so this should be incredible to get another expert of opinion. So while we're waiting for her to join us, I want you to share this with at least three people that you know love real estate, who needs help in real estate, who may be facing foreclosure. Definitely add them on, and we have for our guests, Sold by Saida, coming on right now. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. So, as we have Saida from where are you from? Remax. Remax first. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I can't remember. Saida from Remax. She's joining us tonight, and we're gonna be going over a lot of things tonight to basically help the public. Let's say if they're facing foreclosure. Let's say if they want to become a real estate agent, we're going to go over just some tips with that as well. But for now, everyone share this live out. But at least like five people. I said three earlier, but let's yeah, take I just shared it with a bunch of people. Awesome. Yeah. But I, I, you know, we met in person at least once. And then we spoke on the phone a few times. More than a few. Yeah. So... You're do you remember how we met? Yes, I do. When I was, I think I was responding to a realist, no, a rental ad, actually. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I do remember that. Hey, Shania. All right. So we're going to get started. We're going to get started. Let's get started. Yeah. So I'm excited. Thank you for coming on the Journey to Developer podcast. Well, again, you're already a friend to the show. And I, I consider you a friend in real life. So thanks for coming on. And one thing I could say about Saida is she's been in this business a while. So she has long, she has had longevity in the real estate. So it's been a little bit, but it's actually been a very long time. Yeah. So tell us how long you've been in real estate as a whole, whether as an agent or investor. How long have you been doing this? So 19 years to be exact. In January, I've had my license. I got licensed in January of 2003, I want to say. Okay. Yeah, 2003. That's incredible. The license since 2003. When I started, houses were cheap. <laughs> Unbelievably cheap. And then we ran up into that 2004, 5, 6 market where everything skyrocketed overnight similar to this market but not as not as brutal where there were multiple offers never ever ever have i seen open house lots like i've seen in this market but we had homes that were they skyrocketed overnight and then in 2007 2008 the market started to dip and crash and homes went back down to really really cheap i was looking back through some old sales that I did. And I was selling houses, two family houses for $50,000. The good old days. And I'm so mad at myself because I'm like, why didn't I think to snatch some of those things up? Why? <sighs> now, a question. Nothing was $50,000. Question. Do you think we're going to ever see $50,000 houses ever again? I don't think they'll ever go that low i think that you know real estate is cyclical so i think that there probably will be some correction in the market we may even have a different prices are we ever going to see houses here for fifty thousand dollars again i don't think so yeah 
I felt like New, New York, New Jersey. So now New Jersey is a spillover of New York. And I feel like because we have so much accessibility to New York or proximity to New York, I don't really see a huge correction. No, I wish. Not, <laughs> yeah, not, not the way we experienced in 07 Yeah. And that's um, good. You you can speak from that perspective because you lived through it. You were heavy in the real estate industry at that point. I was only like, I don't even know, a sophomore in college. Okay. So I and I knew nothing about real estate at the time. Didn't even know I would ever go into real estate. I was learning actually the law perspective of like the foreclosures at that point. So that's good to see that your 19 years has it's basically doing a repeat. Like you've seen it at a high before, you've seen it at a high now, but you're saying you have never seen anything like this, no market like this ever. So, yeah, never seen anything like this. You know, these open house lives. I don't even remember. I don't even remember if I ever went to open houses to be, to tell you the truth. Definitely didn't go to open houses with clients. Maybe I went to a couple of broker opens. Standing online, like 30, 40, 50 people deep, never. We're having multiple offers where your offer is worn up 20-something, 30-something, 40-something offers, never. I've never seen that before. Never. I wanted to stop, actually. <laughs> I wanted to stop. Girl, me too. <laughs> me too, me too. Hello, everyone that's just coming in. I'm just over here. I'm about to pin a comment. Okay. So we think of what we talk. Yeah. And we'll get into the short sale thing because at one point, short sales became the crux of my business. Right. Uh, and I was basically, I was doing nothing almost but short sales at one point. Right. And, and I'm assuming it was by default, right? Because the market crashed. Because that's all, that's what it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I kind of leaned into what was available. And so I just started processing short sale. Because we're kind of going into a possible repeat or correction, it's definitely the perfect segue to talk about short sales. But throughout this pandemic, what have you seen when it came to short sale? Because there was some relief for homeowners. Do you, have you seen that owners took advantage of what? The government was doing i mean actually i'm starting to see more of the relief now so what have you seen over the last two years when it came to uh relief and we'll say how if people were actually processing short sales so people were people i was actually still processing short sales not as many as i was in the past but i have had i have done some some of them, the bank has made a little bit harder, depending on what kind of loan you've had. You have to go through the loan mod first before you can do a short sale or before the bank would even give you um, a short sale as an option. You had to do a workout, workout option first. Mm -hmm. And then if you decline the workout, then you can go into the short sale. I'm currently working one right now that I've literally been on since February of 2020. Um, just at the end, that is not typical. I have had short sales sometimes where they've lasted a year or more, depending on the circumstance of the borrower. That's not typical, but this particular transaction involved three liens. And so I had to negotiate every last one of them. Besides going through a workout option with the borrower first. Right. So that's why it's dragged on. Right. And what does the, the workout process involve? Like, what does it entail? What are they actually looking for? So if you have a Freddie or Fannie Mae loan, then you have to do a workout option. So basically, the lender wants to see all your financials and they want to know that you can that you are insolvent, basically, or you can't pay the mortgage. But they are going to give you a trial a trial payment to see if you can do it. And you always have the option, if you don't want to stay in the house, to turn down. But you, de you still have to have a hardship. It has to be legitimate. You've got to be able to prove that, you know, either your income is curtailed because of 
whatever the reason is, and COVID curtailed a lot of people's income. So they had legitimate, you know, excuses for not being able to make a mortgage payment. Right. Now, with people that took advantage of lenders giving them forbearance options, there are going to be some people this next go around that when they come out of forbearance, they're not going to be able to to pay the mortgage because the forbearance this go round, you have to pay everything at the end of that 30 day, 90 day, 60 day, whatever cycle it is that they give you, you have to catch up and pay everything. So it's not like they gave you a six, a 90 day forbearance and then you go back to making your regular payment. If your mortgage is a thousand dollars at the end of that 90 days, you have to have that $3,000 plus the current month's mortgage. Now, are some people going to be able to pay that? Some people will, some people won't. Those that won't are going to have to figure out what their next move is. Wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. So yesterday, actually, I think it was one of the first times I've seen it so far, for New Jersey anyway, where they do have some type of homeowner assistant grant or something, some type of application you can apply for. And I was like, it actually, in my opinion, it took a long time to come about, mm-hmm. but it could have come sooner. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention. That wasn't really my portion. I wasn't behind in the mortgage payment, thank God. So I didn't have to deal with that. But I do feel like they didn't really have any services for homeowners at the time, besides the forbearance, right? Right. Correct? Yeah. Besides the forbearance. And the other thing is where a lot of people are, are going to be hurt is because while they had workout options, they had relief for tenants. Remember that there was a, a moratorium on eviction. So we're going into two years where t- some tenants took advantage of COVID and stopped paying their rent. Mm-hmm. So some landlords have literally had tenants that have been squatting for all intents and purposes in their homes for the last 18 months, almost 24 months. They've not gotten any rent. They haven't pay homeowners have to either figure out a way how to keep their mortgage current or not pay and now they're in a heart we're going to have to figure out what's going to happen so this is the first relief that's come to homeowners now i don't know if there's two different type of packages now i spoke to somebody yesterday who explained to me that this money is for people who did not get what was the stimulus okay that that they didn't get a stimulus and there's some other stipulations in there. Now, you know, almost everybody got a stimulus. I did. But <laughs> I, I want to say. I didn't, but it's okay. I think I did. Got I got one. I think there was two stimulus. Checks. But they acting like the stimulus check was all of this money. Like, it right. was, what, $1,400? That's not going to direct anything. They rent, right? I mean, they could buy you some groceries, but they couldn't pay your rent. You know, rent is astronomical right now. So my understanding is that it's going to help some people, but it's not going to help everybody. So you're still going to have a bunch of people that are not going to be able to pay their mortgage. Now, those people might be in a good position if they have some equity and they're right. pretty quickly. If the equity has been eaten up by two years of late payment, then what's going to happen? Right. Or two years of non-payment, not late payments. I'm not even going to say late payments. Not two years of payments from non-paying tenants. They won't. Wow. So this is where we might see where the market may correct itself. Right now, right. there's hardly any inventory, right? Mm-hmm. But at some point, some of these sellers who have been honoring their mortgage taxes or whatever, just in a financial devastation at this point, and they are, and they don't get any relief because we're not really seeing tons of relief at this moment. That's when the market may shift because now we're going to have more inventory. Mm-hmm. Then yeah. the other thing is, who are the buyers of that inventory going to be? Because now interest rates are going up. Back up. Is it going to be the investor? Is it going to be the regular home homeowner that wants to own or occupy? Who is that buyer going to be? So that's going to be interesting, right? Who, who, who are we going to get the bodies homes? So I don't think that we'll have like a, you know, 
I was looking back on inventory. I just, something told me, like, I just wanted to see. And I saw homes literally that were like, I'm talking about multifamily homes, single family homes, all type of homes that were fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars that has sat on the market for two hundred, three hundred days. And I'm like, what was I doing? What was going on that nobody was buying? It was a biased market. You could basically pick whatever house you wanted. Wow. So Yeah, thinking like a fifty thousand dollar house sitting for even 10 days is crazy right now. <laughs> it won't sit for a day right now. But yeah, I'm just curious as to what's going to happen next. Like, you know, again, we have a strong economy. So I don't think it's going to be like, you know, our, we got so many new regulations since the collapse of 2008 that I don't think that we're going to go into that type of situation again. But there's going to be something. Just don't know what it is yet. So we'll see how this money that was just released plays out who gets the help if people can catch up some landlords have have caught up because their tenants got relief they helped their tenants fill out the application so they may have gotten paid for six months or eight months or you know so that they've been able to catch up but there's going to be a subset of the population that's not going to be able to catch up right and just a bit piggyback off of what you just said so i know dca i don't know the, the what it stands for but dca they were paying one year of back rent, and then it was paying about three months. I think they even went to six months, but you know, at least three months of the future payments of the rent. Right. It was a lottery. Everybody did not get picked, right. but if you did, you were blessed. Let's just say that. Yeah. Because they did come through with the check, and then they had a, another a few others. Um. So if you were a tenant, if you are a tenant, and you haven't applied, I, I think your time has passed now. I'm sorry. Yeah, but money. Yeah, I think they're already for money. Like for tenants at this point. Yeah, I think the last date was uh, December thirty first or December fifteenth or something of that nature. I think they might do it again, but uh, if they do pay attention, go apply because guess what? They will take you to superior court and file the judgment against you. So that's the other thing: the tenants that have sat in these apartments and not tried to. I've tried to work out something with you. It's only a matter of time before the landlords, if they haven't already filed, they're going to file. And at some point, your number will come up. And keep this in mind, too. They can find, if they can't get in court for a long time because of eviction, if you've done anything to violate the lease, they can find a way to get you in court for a lease violation. It doesn't have to be for the non-payment of rent. Yeah. Your time is up, basically. Yes. What's happening. And I do know that if you're more recently late, it's even easier to get evicted now. Mm -hmm. So they are taking cases. They're doing it virtually, but they are taking cases. And it could be as soon as, let's see, one month. Like, even if you're one month behind now, you could just get evicted. So they are taking cases. They are. But they do have different things, excuse me, in place where you probably won't get evicted right away. Like there's certifications you can sign if it's still right. available. And I don't even know how we're talking about this, but just just in case there's people out there that do need the relief, because I do understand people's uh, financial situation did change, especially the uh, working American, right? A lot of people were laid off. Some people had to take care of children. I was one of yeah. them. Even though I didn't work for anybody else, I still had to school so it just changed the whole dynamic of our day-to-day and now you know I even though there are some jobs being added there's still jobs being taken away so I do understand how it could be a burden yeah but definitely yeah so let's talk about let's go back to home ownership aspect in the short sale process and again Saida is a 19-year veteran in the real estate game and I'm short sale certified. I did get the certification. Yeah. Certification right after I did the first, my very first short sale. I, I can't remember. It might have been like 12 years ago that I did the, my first short sale. Amazing. So she's definitely certified to talk about this. She's done. I can, I'm pretty sure she's done at least hundreds of these, or at least almost hundreds of these. And I, um, 
working on a course that I'm going to be creating to show other realtors how to create, how to process short sales from start to finish. Awesome. 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 So now that I've said out loud, right. So exactly. Now that you already affirmed it, you have to get it done before, before the end of second quarter. <laughs> it's, it's, it hurts. It's in a word right now. <laughs> good, good. So, all right, let's say I have an aunt mm-hmm. that's about to lose their house, or maybe they're only six months behind. Okay. We know in New Jersey, six months is nothing because they have your house for like seven years. But let's say she's six months behind. Let's even say a year. I refer her to you. What's the first thing that you're going to ask her, right? And what, how are you going to be able to help her, you think, at year one of okay. being behind in her mortgage? So the first thing you need to know, I tell everybody, if you have any correspondence or anything from the bank, like, keep it all together so we can take a look at it, right? Because a lot of people, a lot of times when people stop paying their mortgage and they start getting letters from the bank, they don't open You don't know what those letters say. The bank doesn't want to take your house. They want to work something out with you if they can. But the first thing I would say is, let me see, you know, what mail you have. Then I want to know when you stop making pay. And if you talk to the bank, then the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to ask for third-party authorization because I want to talk to the bank to see where we are in the process and if a short sale is even a possibility. Normally, if I get the third-party authorization, the bank will talk to me and tell me, this is how many months behind you are. And these are your options. So depending on what kind of loan you have, if it's FHA, if it's conventional, what, what, when you took your loan out, what type of loan it is, the bank will tell you what, your, what it is, or they'll tell me what your option is, and I'll tell you what the option is. So these are the options that you have, and this is what you can do. Right? But I need to speak to the bank before we go any further because I need to know what I'm walking into because I haven't had instances where people have called me and asked me and say, I want to short sell this house, but it's too late, mm-hmm. right? And normally it's too late when they've already scheduled a share sale or when they sent you so many letters and they just... The letter will tell you like where you are in the process, right? Okay. But once a sheriff's sale date is scheduled, at that point, it's almost too late because the bank is basically saying, we've given you an opportunity to communicate with us and talk to us so we can figure something out. You haven't talked to us, so we're just going to go ahead and proceed with the foreclosure. Right. Now I have a question, even though I probably know the answer already. But I have a question for those who may not have a question, uh, may not know. So let's say there is a, a short sale date set. A, a foreclosure date. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. For mm-hmm. a foreclosure date set or a sheriff sale, right? Mm-hmm. What would the options be of the owner at that point? Like, would they have to just find a cash buyer? Maybe to negotiate just getting out of that situation quickly? Or what other options would they have? They could find a cash buyer. But if they are short, they still need permission from the bank. Mm-hmm. So even if they found the cash buyer, if the cash buyer, if the cash they were coming to the table with isn't enough to satisfy the lien, then they still have to get permission from the bank. Now, it used to be where even with a short sale, usually when a short sale date is issued, you still have like 60 days off. You also get what's called a, that's not the word for it, but a postponement. You can get the share sale postponed. It used to be two weeks, but I think since COVID, they've given you 30 days. So you have two stays, two opportunities to get a stay. So now it's 30, it's either 28 or, or 30 days. So let's round up and say it's 30 days. That buys you an additional 60 days. If we work aggressively, we can get a short sale approved in 60 days and get closed. Okay. You know. And the last resort, if you really, really, really try, even when you're up against a short sale, you can go to court and, and stop it. Okay. Yeah, you can still go to court and stop it. All right. So at least they know they have some options. I mean, right before COVID started, I actually purchased a property that was at the 
Now, not for nothing, they was already negotiating some things. They already had decided that they were going to find a cash buyer. Mm-hmm. Just so happened the cash buyer was me. And I was able to pull that property from the sheriff's cell. Thank God. That's when houses was $120,000. I have gotten, I have stopped the sheriff's cell. Good. I have been able to successfully stop sheriff's cell and get a house sold before a sheriff's sale fee. But I had already been working with the client. So there was a history. I had enough of a paper trail. Right. Say, We've been working on this deal. You know, we just came across whatever the hurdles were that the bank gave us. And so we still want to move forward. And I've been able to even have the bank say, okay, well, we'll stop it. And we'll then move it out to another date that's further out. The bank can also stop the share sale. You know, if you've been working on a short sale and you just run up, run across, you know, I don't know, things happen. If something comes up on title, you have to figure out how you're going to settle it, right? So those things happen. You can ask the bank if there's enough time. Hey, listen, I just need a little bit more time to, you know, negotiate this and they can postpone, they can postpone the sale as well. Awesome. So what if it is an investor who, like like myself, I used to be a wholesaler too. Of course, I was a real, I am a real estate agent. But what if I'm like, all right, I see this property on this database. They've been, definitely had a Liz Pendence filed a number of months ago. I see them on the auction block now. Mm-hmm. Can we do anything, Saida? Can you contact this owner on my behalf? <laughs> or... You know, whatever the case may be, can we get this property put in an offer with the bank? Would would that be a service I can contact you for? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. We could always make an offer with the bank. We can always ask the short sale. Remember, the bank has the final say, but they can't stop you from asking. You have a right to say, I don't want my house to go into foreclosure. I want to come up with a other solution. And that's, that solution is to sell it so that I don't have the foreclosure on my record. The bank has to at least have give you the opportunity to hear you, hear you out. Right. And throughout your experience, what was the longest time frame you've seen it take for a house to get foreclosed on? I know people that had stopped paying mortgage for 10 years. <laughs> 10 years before they, a sheriff sells even issued. I just closed one. I think there had been a mortgage payment made. So were they, um, they weren't paying taxes, nothing, right? The lender pays the taxes. So here's the other thing. Know that if you stop paying your mortgage, and I'm not suggesting that anybody stop paying the mortgage. You want to pay their mortgage, right? But if you stop paying your mortgage, the lender is not going to not pay the taxes. The reason why they're not going to pay the taxes because if your taxes go unpaid for two years, then the municipality the town or wherever you live in, where you pay taxes, they can put a lien on your house. The lender doesn't want the, that lien to get in front of them. So the town can actually foreclose on you if you haven't paid your, your, your taxes. And if the town forecloses on you, it can wipe out the lien. So the lender is never going to let the town or a municipality get in front of them, right? Because the biggest asset is the house, right? Right. They're not going to let the, the town foreclose on the house for $10,000 taxes when they're sitting on, a, let's say, a $200,000 house that's maybe worth $200,000. So they're going to keep those taxes current. They're also, if you have a mortgage and you have an escrow, you pay your taxes, your insurance, the principal and the interest. They're also going to force insurance on that property because they're going to protect their asset. Mm-hmm. If the house catches on fire, if you're not paying your mortgage, you're not paying the home insurance either. If the house catches on fire, well, the bank is not going to again take that loss because there's a note on that property. So they're going to protect their interest. So they're going to force insurance. Now, that doesn't mean that you could do something crazy and file an insurance claim because that insurance claim is not protecting you. It's protecting that house. Mm-hmm. Right? So if something happens, yeah, the bank will send out an adjuster and the bank may even fix the property, but don't think you won't get it fixed up like the Taj Mahal. Right. That's what will happen. They'll make it just enough so that it can be livable. 
but they're not going to make it fancy. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Everybody drop a fire emoji. <laughs> Hello. Saida is definitely dropping bombs right now, right? She's telling, I mean, we're, she's, we're not saying don't pay your mortgage for 10 years. Don't live free. Like, I personally know someone that wanted me to buy their house. They hadn't made a mortgage payment in 11 years. I was just like, how and why? What is going on? And then expected, once I bought the house, that she was going to remain a tenant. Yeah. No, you're not. You got to go. That's the thing. Here's the other thing. <laughs> if you live in a house and your house goes in the short set, goes into, you're going to do a short sale, you can't stay in the house. You have to move out. You can't, you have no longer have an interest in that property and the person buying it cannot rent it back to you. Good. Well, I wasn't, well, I wanted not getting it. Right. You would, because and here's the other thing. Why would you want to rent it back to the person that has things mm-hmm. working? They think I'm mm-hmm. being working. Yeah, I would never, because right. by the grace of God, I'd never had to deal with tenants that didn't pay rent. I don't, I don't know if I have it in me. I don't know if I have it in me. Yeah. I, I probably, yeah, that wouldn't be nice. <laughs> but, you know, I, I wanted to definitely go over that because in our state, we do have, I don't want to say the luxury, but we do have very good protecting laws of homeowners but other states like um missouri you got like six months you out of there mm-hmm. right jo- i think georgia may be a year or two but new jersey is very i mean very protective of homeowners so i guess that's a good thing for the homeowners if anybody has any questions in the box question box below drop your question for saida or even myself We'll definitely get to a few questions before we end, right? Okay. And let me see uh, what else when it comes to short sales. So what, if, if you can quickly walk us, not quickly, but if you can walk us through like the different stages. So we, right now we're talking about them possibly having, we talked about them actually about to hit the auction block or is about to be sold in the sheriff's sale. Mm-hmm. But before we even get that far, you do have some time. Like Saida said, you you need to be reading your letters because they're, they're definitely sending you letters, multiple ones, That's at least probably twice a month. They do, of course, they're going to want to make sure that you are insolvent, right? You cannot pay your bills. They're going to review all of your bank statements. They're going to be making sure you're employed. Now, I've I've known this to be true, and I'm just saying, like, sweet it. I'm sorry, go ahead. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, don't think you're going to hide anything from the bank because you're not. Because they're going to ask for all. They want to see. You're going to have to prove it. You're going to have to show them your bank statements. You have savings accounts. Don't be trying to hide that money in another account thinking that, oh, they won't see that account. They're going to ask for everything. And you're going to need to give them everything because that's how they're going to be able to determine whether or not they're going to allow you to even do a short sale. Right. And then there are there is a possibility that they will reject doing a short sale for you right right i mean there's little ways can that you can there's certain words that you can drop <laughs> on their spirit to probably get around we won't talk about it here we're not gonna talk about it here right but there's if you hire saida okay. in new jersey if you hire him for new york we should be able to get you right and tight but um, you could they could possibly say no we're not letting you get a short sale and i think wasn't that happening during the pandemic were they rejecting more short sales, do you think? So I none of my short sales were rejected, but like I said, Good. all of my clients had to do workout options first. Okay. Definitely had to do workout options first. And that workout process is low and lengthy. You gotta sit. It's almost like doing a short sale, but not quite. But it's the same documentation. You have to show bank statements. You have to show pay stubs. You have to write a hardship letter. You have to do all of these things to prove that you're having a difficult time paying your mortgage in order for them to and the workout is basically a loan modification. Right. They'll modify your loan. They'll give you a potentially a lower payment or stretch out the terms of your loan to make it a little bit easier for you. Right. And what I mean I think, I guess, in my perception, because the, there was so much equity in houses, it's like, why would the bank say yes during right. this elevated market, right? 
they're going to say, you could just go sell your house. (laughs) Exactly. Because, oh, here's the other thing. Mm -hmm. The bank is going to send somebody to do an appraisal on their property, too. So they're going to come lay eyes on the property. They're going to look at the property. And one of the issues that I had, I'm talking. You good. One of the issues that was happening during COVID is because property values are so high, if they did a ride-by and just did an evaluation, a quick evaluation of the neighborhood, Mm -hmm. your property may be valued high. If they don't come inside, they don't know what it looks like inside. They don't know if it needs repairs. They don't know if it's in disrepair. They don't know anything. All All they're looking at is the outside and what's selling around you. So, you know, you might have to force them to come inside. Well, you may even have to pay for an appraisal to be able to show the lender, like, this is all that I can get for this house based on this condition, et cetera. Because it's not just about you not paying the rent. I mean, not paying the mortgage. There's a lot of factors that go into it. It's too many to, to go into right here. But right. there are lots of factors that play into why you would want to ask for a short sale or do a short sale. Well, Rain asked the question, can you see it? Do you think there will yeah. be a flood of short sales due to the pandemic or foreclosures? I don't think that there's going to be a flood. There are foreclosures back on the market now. I don't know if you paid attention last year or when the pandemic first started. Because I go into the floor, to the sheriff's sale site to see what's there. And there was nothing. Like, literally, it was like like a ghost town. There was me, one house. But those were things that had already been in effect prior to COVID. But once the lockdown started and COVID happened, there weren't any bank foreclosures happening at all. Now I'm starting to see a little bit more, but they're not a ton. Um, but there are more. But these are, again, probably things that at some point had already been in the works. But I would say if you find yourself in a situation where you can't pay your mortgage, don't bury your head in the sand. And, you know, think that the problem is going to get better. You need to be able to have conversations with your lender and try to figure some things out. And worst case scenario, if you don't want to lose your home and mess up your credit, is to try to see if you can short it. Right. All that, which you just said. Yeah. But list it or short it. <laughs> yeah, list it or short it. And talk to a realtor because you never know what kind of equity. You, you might think that your house isn't, the value isn't as high as you think it is, but you don't know until you speak to somebody that's actually out here selling houses. Exactly. You might think, even people that bought their houses in 2019, which was just a little under three years ago, mm-hmm. the beginning of 2020, even those houses have equity still in a bound. Because people paid a lot of money at the end of 2019. Right. Even right now, a lot of those houses still have equity now. Yeah, people that bought houses in tw- the end of 2019, they e- may have even seen about $100,000 in equity. Yeah. 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 Depending on where you buy, there's definitely some equity still in a lot of these homes. So, and don't give it away. Like, you know, if you can help. If you're in a, you find yourself in a desperate situation, don't give away. I mean, that that equity might be the difference between you getting out that desperate situation. What I will say is don't overprice your house either because that now I mean, like crazy people out here that because the market is so good, they like, nope, you gotta buy it. It only got, you know, it got broken when it this, you know what I'm talking about. Just don't be ridiculous. So what I can say about the market, for those who don't know me, hi again. This is the live version of my podcast. I have, we have Saida from Remax here. And we're talking about this because, one, as we continue to navigate through this real estate market, there may be a correction. We may see some short sales pop up. We might see some foreclosures. We're already starting to see them. So we, I, need, I wanted to have a conversation with Sanita on this, mar- on this uh, topic. And because now I see that there's resources, too, coming up for especially New Jersey residents. But I am also an investor and I, I love short sales. I love foreclosures. I'm actually uh, hoping for it, but I would be excited if we did get a little bit of properties to play with here. 
Actually, I looked at the um, share sale list today. And I think I'm about to send out a boot to before the end of the week because there may be some room for me to help some of those people sell their homes. And some of those homes are new to have Yeah. And the thing about it is, if you think you have some equity in your house, don't let it go to board. Because you'll get, even if you short it, you can still get something. Right. We, we can add, uh, we always ask the bank to give you some type of relocation funds. You're not going to, you may not make a whole bunch of money. Right. If you could get some money to move or relocate, it's still better than getting nothing. Right. At all. One second, y'all. Okay. Cardi. Give me like five minutes. <laughs> okay. No. Sorry, y'all. Yeah. So with that being said, does anybody have any questions about short sales? Even what what I do want to mention is for those who are agents, right? I'm going to ask you because <laughs> how do you think you have lasted? Hold on one second. I'm not that at this one second. Thank God for mute on um, live, y'all. <laughs> oh, you could mute. How did I keep it? Yes, girl, you can mute. You can take the, the camera off. You can do a lot of stuff on that. Okay, I got to figure it out. But I was about to say, because now I lost my chance. How do I, how do I think? Oh, oh, yeah. How did you last or have long? How do you think you had long, lasted this long in the real estate industry? And what do you think your success in long, like, how were you able to have longevity in this business? That's a good question. Nobody's ever asked me that. No. Just having a passion for what I do. Obviously, you can't last long enough doing something that you don't. And I just happen to love what I do. And so that's why I've been able to do it for as long as I have. And again, like, even just say it out loud, like 19 years is a long time. You're yeah. rolling. I mean, I didn't even, you know, every time I say it, each year that passes, I'm like, hey, I've been doing this for a long time. Sometimes I feel like I just got started. But then I look back at how far I've come, and I'm like, wow. But, yeah, it's basically been a passion that's fueled me. There's no other way I could do it. Right. If I liked what I was doing, I would have quit a long time ago because I'm not about, I, I'm not into doing stuff I don't like to do. Right. I agree. Same here. What I would also say, because, you know, there's probably some individuals who want to become realtors. You know, they see all of these realtor shows, they see HGTV, but it's nothing like what you see on TV. I got something for you. I ain't post that yet. It's not all glitz and glamour. I need to mock bullshit. I had a deal that was supposed to close this week. That was nice. It was a nice commission that I was looking forward to. Mm-hmm. My buyer walked away from the deal on Friday. Terminated the deal. What? Saturday morning, I woke up to a phone call on a short that I'm doing. That the water pipe froze and it burst and there was water in the house. And I didn't take a picture. I should have took a video when I got there. When I got there, it was raining in the house. Wow. So I called. I didn't even, I haven't even gone back there because I was so stressed out that I just asked the plumber, please come and shut the water off. Right. And I was like, I'll come back here on Monday. I didn't even get back there yesterday. I actually have to go there tomorrow morning because the bank ordered another BPO, an interior BPO. And I probably invested as buying it. And I'm like, without an issue. Right. I know the floors have buckled. I haven't even been in there. I'll see how bad it is in the morning, but. Now I have to figure out, ain't going to be tomorrow, maybe Thursday. And I had to, I had to process this. And it's not my house either, so I'm trying to figure this out. But I'm going to have to call and, and figure out how we're going to get this water out. Because we either need to close this quickly or we have to have somebody come and trash it out because then I, that's going to be mold. Yeah. If get it out quick, it's going to be a mold issue. Yep. So I got to figure that part out. 
Yeah, so it gets it gets crazy out here. Like, if I even sat here, we'll be here all night talking about me as a real certain twenty twenty one. Yeah, <laughs> and so, only know, I only two days. I want to get that deal off my books like tomorrow because yeah. I just don't deal with it anymore. I don't want to deal with it anymore. Today, waiting for a deal to close, we need to clear the clothes. They say you gotta go take all the bars off the windows before we can issue a clear. So I'm out with a contractor trying to remove bars from the windows. Like, y'all better hurry up and issue the clear the clothes because we can't leave this house unsecured. Right. For more than a week. Like we need to close it. So you as the realtor, you kind of like the babysitter. The counselor, the therapist, counselor, everybody, the, the project manager, because you have you may have to look for the contractor, the company, whatever. I've sat on short sales that were empty. I've sat on listings that were empty, and I don't know what other realtors do. I know that I'm the type of person that I will go buy a house, I will check on it, I will go inside, I will turn on the lights, I will make sure nobody's winning it. I had deals get very close to closing and people break in the house and now we got to wait till we can figure it out. So if you think real estate is just all HGTV, HGTV, you go show somebody three houses and then, you know, they pick a house, they fall in love. That's what it is. It's a lot more too. Even as a listing agent, it was not what it was going to be. Especially as a listing agent, because as a listing agent, Especially if you have a listing that's vacant, you are babysitting that house because essentially, I don't want to make it seem like it's all about the check, but you're babysitting your paycheck. <laughs> you know, you got to get to the closing. Like, if you don't get to the closing, you know, as the listing agent, then you don't get paid. Right. Um, that's true. So, so you want to make sure that that asset is intact all the way up into close so that you can get and it could take you know it can happen quickly mm-hmm. and not but anything can happen when a house is sitting empty anything exactly i think right now like real estate is so sexy to everybody and everybody mm-hmm. i want to be an investor i want to be an agent and it's a lot of blood sweat and tears Absolutely. a lot of blood sweat and tears and this is not a conversation really about Who's on your team, but if you don't have the people on your team, you will lose everything and be on food stamps, literally. As an investor, no, no lie. And as a realtor too, I mean, if you are, um, if you're doing this full time, you know, I know some realtors. You gotta. I mean, I remember at one point I was driving a Lyft as a realtor a couple of years ago, doing DoorDash as a realtor. Okay, when you wait, when you waiting on a check, you waiting on a check. <laughs> it's coming, but sometimes I've gotten to closing tables and the check just disappeared. I'm like, what happened to it? Okay, okay. so it says not even clear to close. So they said you can pick up your check or what's your wiring instructions? It's not closing the document, the ink documents. That's the way I see it. Yeah, even with not even that, I've been in deals where, please, well, as a wholesaler, we'll say we done signed the deed, we dropped the deed off to the title company. Somebody playing with all oh, the wire, getting somewhere. Like, we're talking about three, four days. No, <laughs> that's canceled. Got to go find, you know, at that time, you know, dealing with cash rights, it was just a little different. But with that being said, until my money is in my account, yeah, it's, it's not a close deal. <laughs> so I definitely can relate. Let everybody know how they can keep in contact with you, especially if they're in New Jersey, how you can. Help them right away. So let them know. Okay. So you can reach me on um, Instagram at, at Soul by Saida. I'm everywhere at Soul by Saida. On Twitter, Facebook, at Soul by Saida. I work for Remax First Realty 2. My office is in Cranford, New Jersey. And my contact information is on my bio and my Instagram and my link. If you want to have a consult with me, you just click on the link, schedule an appointment, and we'll set something up have a console and i do like i said i am short sale certified I so i have a sfr which is a short sale foreclosure resource so i am trained in helping people avoid foreclosure in that manner 
I help first-time home buyers. I help move out, move up buyers and sellers sell. So I won't say I do it all, but I do a lot of it. Nice. Wow. Yeah, definitely need to hit up Saida. What's your last name, Saida? Moore. Moore. Saida Moore. She's with Remax. She can definitely assist you. Saida, if you have any other short sale deals that you need to buy it for, can you definitely yeah. shoot them my way, please? Thank you. I just want to know send out some letters today. Yeah. So even today, like, you know, this market and the inventory is so crazy that I went on Facebook Live and Instagram Live. I'm looking for a house for my veteran client. So we'll talk about that offer, but mm-hmm. our budget has shrunk. So, well, we need to find something off market because the market right now is not kind to be where, in my opinion, it should be the kindest to VA buyers because they're the ones out here fighting for our country. So, right, you know, they should, there should be somebody out here that's willing to say, you know what, thank you for your service and I'm going to sell my house to you. But everybody out here right now is looking for the money. <laughs> Show me the money. And so, you know. Right. I think and, you know, shockingly, I did find some affordable houses in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So I'll probably, sh- when we talk, we'll, I'll tell you where you could probably find them something. I don't know if it meets their criteria or not, but there are some that go by your income. And I think a household of three, you can't make more than like 70000 I don't know how much they make. Mm-hmm. No, actually, it was a little higher than that. It might be something your people could work with. And the houses were like $200,000. They were really cheap. Mm-hmm. So we'll definitely have a conversation. Everybody else, make sure you go to the link in my bio. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. We have tons of real estate content and also Bible-based content as well or, you know, spiritual development content. Go follow the Journey to Develop Her page. Go join the Academy because we're going to start doing some live webinars and trainings in there, especially if you're looking to get into real estate as a investor, maybe even a real I won't be coaching you directly. I want to do something with you. Yeah, let's definitely talk. Yeah. So let's definitely talk, Saida. And then everybody else, I will have coaching. So for realtors, I will have coaching in place. If you join me and my company, you'll get training from the top agents. Okay. I'm going to let you know. I'm not a top agent. (laughs) But my team is the top agents. They do about $100 million in sales per year. Okay. Just wanted to let you know that. But anyway. Go to Journey to Develop Her Academy on Facebook. It's the free group. Everything is in the bio. But most importantly, support this podcast. Go add it on all the platforms and go support. All right. And the replay will be on the podcast only for now. It won't be here. So if you want to go back and take notes from Sahidin's gems that she dropped tonight, you will listen to it on the podcast. All right. So questions, you know how to reach me. Thank you. All right. It was a blessing to speak to you again. And we'll be in touch very soon. All right. Okay. All right. Good night. Bye. Good night.